To Hell with the Hot Dish represents the opinions and musings of three not overly intelligent pastors working to challenge a church long defined by a cliché casserole culture. The thoughts expressed here are their own and not necessarily the thoughts of any larger institution. So feel free to find your seat, stow all expectations for answers in the overhead compartment, and join us on this misguided adventure. This is To Hell with the Hot Dish. I don't know how the rest are. That thing. Yes, that's right. We're in the middle of Olympics fever, yo. That's us right now. We're super excited. If you didn't see it on Facebook, there are pictures to prove it. I'm probably the biggest Olympics fan, as you can tell from the photos, because I'm doing a throwback to old Izzy, I think was his name. From Atlanta. Oh, yeah, circa 1996. Yes, the old too, so. Atlanta mascot. What's it? I don't know. He was covered in rings. I didn't know what he was. <laughs> but he, I think it was a flatworm. A flatworm <laughs> with feet. But welcome to this, this misguided adventure as we are in Olympic season. By the time you're listening to it, it's probably wrapping up. And Ledecky's probably won all the medals. That lady is amazing. Amazing. Uh, but anyways, yeah. we we are in an Olympics podcast. We're to hell with the hot dish. And I am Alex. And I'm Lauren. And I am Kyle. Yep. Yep. You are Kyle. If if we had our names, if we said our names and we were also like ready to respond, the, the internet delay makes us not react so fast. And I feel like we'd lose our swim meet real fast based on our response time. <laughs> Alex, if you were in the Olympics, what event would you want to compete in? Ooh. You too, oh, Kyle. Man. Like you didn't have to be naturally good at the sport. Oh, okay. It doesn't have to be something I'm exposed oh, to. Oh, I could just do whatever I want? Yeah, you would naturally be given any talent, any kind of body structure to be able to do it. What event would you want to be an Olympian in? Fencing! <laughs> <laughs> Why does it not surprise me at all? <laughs> you got a sweet helmet. Did you see it when they do it? There's lights on the inside that light up. It's amazing. One of those little thin white pillow suits with a mask on. <laughs> You think they're stylish, don't you, Alex? <laughs> no, it looks comfy. Like, I'm done with my mat. I'm going to lay match. I'm going to lay down in my pillow suit inside my sleep mask, which is full of lights, and go to bed. <laughs> like, it's awesome. Comfy, except when you're getting poked with a sword. I, don't, I think it's safe. They, they're foils. They're little. Whatever. I bet they still hurt. Kyle, what would you do? What event would you? You know what? For me, it's swimming. I love swimming. I love all of that. See, I see you as a diver. I was going to say, I love the swimming. And then I was also, I was about to say, I love the diving too. But man, I would have to have no fear that I was going to hit my head. I That just, 
scares the bejesus out of me. When they do the diving, is the hand on the back of their head to protect them from the board or to make them spin faster? I think faster? to make them spin faster because they don't always, they only put the hand on the back of the head when they spin. Yeah. Oh. See, I just thought they had created a hand helmet <laughs> for their dangerous dives. No, I don't think so. They're no. not worried about that stuff. I'm mistaken. Man, I'm loving this. I'm loving it. So what about you, Lauren? I would be in the four by 400 meter relay or I would run the 400 in track and field. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I want to go fast. I want to go real fast. Oh, <laughs> that's what Lauren wants to yeah, do. Yeah, that would be amazing. I want a sweet full body pillow suit is what I <laughs> yeah. want. I'm just going to keep my body type. I'm not even going to ask me changed. I'm going to wear that pillow suit to Comic-Con and be the Stay Puff Marshmallow. Oh, my gosh. That would be perfect. <laughs> While all our listeners are imagining you in a big pillow suit and Kyle in a little Speedo on top of the platform. <laughs> oh, man. You're welcome for that. And Lauren's just going fast. You can't even see him. <laughs> Only. Well, today, what are we going to talk about today? I've got, we got some listener mail. All right. We do. We've got some great listener mail lately. We should definitely say thank you to everybody out there who's wrote in and told us a little bit about what their, you know, their reactions and to, and some of the things that have connected with they've experienced. I think that's been really cool. Yeah, for real. Like if you've taken the time to write us an actual email, thank you. Thank you. I get the email notifications on our podcast account, which is uh, podcast.tohellwiththehotdish.com. It just warms my heart. I'm like, wow, <laughs> someone took the time. First of all, someone's listening. Second of all, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> someone took the time to to tell us something, to start a conversation, and we really prize prize those emails. I got pretty excited because usually Lauren calls me and he goes, "Have you checked the mail?" And I'm like, "Lauren, I don't check the mail." And Lauren's like, "Oh, I got to send you something." And then I get him, and I'm like, "I need to check the mail." <laughs> So you've convinced me. I get the email. I, I get it sent to me and, and Lauren and I look at it probably a lot and we try to respond as much as we can. So if you, we haven't responded to you, we're getting to you. But we just we love it when you write in. There are so many, you guys, so many, <laughs> you know, hundreds upon hundreds of emails. It's like ducktails and we're swimming in emails. That's it. Just swimming in them. Just wait. Well, should I just read some? And uh, I got... I think I got three good ones this yeah. week. Yeah, let's so hear we'll re- some. read some here on the air. This first one is from, um, I believe his name is Paul. They don't all have names attached, but this one's from uh, a Paul. He says he really enjoyed the brewery info. That was from number uh, 23, right? Castle Church Brewing. Yeah. Understood every word, so I think you can worry less about the sound quality. We know sometimes that happens. I signed up for iTunes but still cannot find the rating comment section, so I understand completely about being amateur online. We are amateurs. That describes us. We're working on it. Uh, Would you guys like to talk about our name uh, as Christians versus Christ follower? I'm not sure Christ's purpose for us can be accomplished under the name Christian anymore in common usage as the cacophony of agendas removed the following aspect from the name Christian, do you think Christ would join any of our man-made organizations? Might be more interesting conversation over a brew, but I can fix my part myself. Nice. Wow, that's a good That's one. a good question he lifts up. 
because a few years ago, a, a big survey went out, probably one of the Pew research, research studies or a Barna Group study uh, that, that, that surveys people about language and Christian faith and culture in America. And they said that, you know, what were the most synonymous words um, that people associate with the word Christian was judgmental, hypocritical yeah. and anti-gay or anti-something. Um, you know, and, and so I think yeah. he's kind of hitting on that point that over time, the meanings of words change and morph in society and culture. And I think we see that with like the word evangelical, right? Like mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. at its inception, the word evangelical was all about, you know, sharing the faith, telling forth the gospel, sharing what you believe. And now when we say the word evangelical, a lot of people think megaphone, Bible thumper, yeah, something a little bit different than the original meaning. So do you guys think that's happened with the word Christian? How would you answer his question? I, I, I don't know. I think so. I, I think to a degree because I, I don't I give a lot of thought to my language. You know, we did an episode a while ago about being spiritual but not religious, thinking about how do we, how do we talk about that? How do we connect with multiple levels, realizing everybody doesn't use the same verbiage that we use and that different words carry different meanings and history with them? So I've been more conscious of that myself. So I think there's some truth to that. I think that we need to be careful. I like the specificity that that email kind of brought up was the difference between Christian and Christ follower. And I was like, yeah, because what's that quote attributed? uh, I think it's. Like the Dalai Lama, who or who said it that they say, um, I like your Christ, but if you're uh, Gandhi, right? Like Christ sounds awesome. Yeah. I like Christ. Everything I've read about him, know about him is excellent. His followers, however, sometimes struggle, you know, and that's a good question about, I think, just specifying if we're trying to follow Jesus or are we part of the group of believers who call themselves Christians? I think it's a little bit of both. Like I don't, I don't want to give up the word Christian at all. I think no. Christian still stands. I, I don't think we we deviate from referring to ourselves as, as Christians. But I think part of the problem is that when we hear the word Christian, more often than not, we think of a set of core beliefs or ideas that we hold to be true. So to be a Christian means you think this, that, or the other. You believe a certain set of principles, which is certainly half of the equation or a part of the equation for the life of a Christian. But to be a Christian is also um, about the ways, the how of being a Christian. Well, what does that mean? It's not just ideas, beliefs, thoughts, or positions on topics. It's also about how you live your life as a follower, an imitator of Christ. And I think that's what the church needs to stress more today, where so many people hear the word, yeah, I'm a Christian means I I vote this way or that way. I think X, Y, or Z about this topic, when in fact, it should be more about the way of following Jesus. So Christ mm-hmm. follower. But I don't want to abandon that word and take up some other word. I, I think that we have to do a good job of practicing what we preach and walking the walk, which is filled with humility and not just positions. Well, and to think that just because we call ourselves Christians doesn't mean that we're doing exactly what Christ would want us to do either, right? There's some humility with that, that what we call ourselves calls ourselves to constantly be questioning and discerning what it is that you know, Jesus was trying to do, 
and to call myself a Christian means sometimes I'm doing things that have hurt people over time, right? So the name doesn't make us immune to needing to adjust our way of thinking. Yeah, that's a great question, though. And mm. I think it brings up one of those things that we love talking about, which is language. Yeah. And how language shapes culture and to be mindful of the setting you're in, you know, I mean, the people you're around. Part of the job, I think, of the Christian or the Christ follower is to always take the temperature of the people around them. Where are they? How will they hear this word? How will they think? What will they think when I say something about my life or about my faith or about my beliefs? And and how can I meet them where they are, you know, on their journey? Yeah. Which is just, you know, sure. an important thing to think about. So thank you, Paul, for lifting that question up. I think that's great. Then thanks for listening. Yeah, absolutely. I got another one here. Marcia Math is the name attached to the email we have here. The subject is called Growing My Garden. I started listening to your podcast after seeing the article in Living Lutheran as I worked in my garden. My garden has been neglected for several years, so there was a lot of pruning and even some dead plants needed to be removed. But there was joy in seeing the plants thrive with the added space and attention from the gardening. It was really exciting to select new plants that changed the landscape and complemented the existing garden. Today, I realized that besides the garden, listening to your podcast has made me look at my growth as a Christian. Wow. Cool. What do I need to prune, weed, or dig up to help my spiritual growth? Mm. I have become excited about the prospect of digging into the Bible and looking for ways to share my faith. One seed to plant is to establish an interfaith group at the Catholic school where I teach. Being raised in the hot dish culture of the Lutheran Church, this 60-year-old is re-energized with each edition of the podcast. It is the fertilizer, comma, you can take that any way you want. (laughs) (laughs) It's the fertilizer that is enriching my faith. So keep it coming and to hell with the hot dish. I think she just called our podcast (laughs) (laughs) doo-doo. Hey, it is sometimes, and it helps the garden grow. Let's just give it the credit. There you go. Thank you so much. I read that the first time, and I was just beaming. I was just beaming, because that's the hope, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's been, like, our goal the whole time, is, like, how do we open up the conversation to challenge us, not just to say, oh, hot dish culture is the worst. No! It's comforting. It forms us in many ways. So many of us are informed by it. But how do we make it broader than just that? And when she, oh, the gardening metaphor, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. So Jesus, isn't it? So Jesus-y, the garden pruning. The other thing I like about it is that she's listening while she's doing something else, right? And that's the great thing about the podcasting is you're not necessarily sitting in a class or listening or having a discussion that you're actually on the way doing something in life and you make those connections as you're doing that. So I think that's really cool Very because cool. you're all listening in different places. It's also inspiring that her listening to the podcast, you know, and, and doing some critical thinking and listening has encouraged her to do something, start something active, this inner, inner religious, inner faith group at the school that, that she uh, works at. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, we, we hope that that's true for people. You know, if, if our podcast in any way or something we've shared or one of our guests especially have shared on the podcast has inspired you to think or act differently. Wow. Like that, that is just 
That's mind blowing and it's amazing and it's humbling. And so thank you for writing in. We really, really, really appreciate it and hope you're listening to this episode. Thank you. And keep working on that garden there. Uh, I got one more. One more. Does that work? Yeah. This is from uh, Meredith and she's in Malvern, uh, Pennsylvania, which I think is outside of Philly. I've been listening during my commute for the last week catching up. Last weekend, I was sitting by the pool and I read the following excerpt from the book Flunking Sainthood by Jenna Reese. Uh, The quote says, Why are we so caught up with the idea of gratitude in the first place? Counting our blessings has become a Christian virtue right up there with prayer, worship, and eating green bean casserole (laughs) at potlucks. Where did this come from? I yelled out loud and drew some strange looks uh, from the people around. (laughs) I made so many interesting connections from your podcast from the idea of a lament to the cozy culture. Gratitude is certainly important, but for what? It seems to have become a bit trendy to keep a gratitude journal, and it's always made me a little uncomfortable. Might be an interesting topic for deeper conversation. Yeah. Thanks for the for the comment. How funny is that? Everyone's on this hot dish. <laughs> That's right. Challenging those green beans. But that, <laughs> I, I think we're all in the same boat in some of that. I've never heard of it. No, I Yeah, but either, I see but... people all the time that are like, isn't it popular right now? To, you see on social media all the time this whole like hashtag blessed thing. That's it. Oh, that's, that's very true. Yeah. Or how many times do people say to you like, oh, well, just count your blessings. Yeah. Or when something has like really happened that's terrible or tragic, people say, well, just count your blessings. And it's like you're trying to medicate the pain or the sorrow or the tragedy with the other good things in your life. And it feels like this trying to balance the scales out in life and say, well, Mm -hmm. I really Mm -hmm. shouldn't be upset or I really shouldn't be present in this moment because I have so many other things. I don't like feeling this way. I have so many other things to be grateful for. So that might be what our listener is writing about. But but I, I don't know. What do you guys? I think you're right on. So my grandfather just passed away recently and I'm I'm bummed about that. And I have been, my wife and I have been talking because I was saying. Just count your blessings, Alex. Just count them. Just I, count your blessings. Uh, right. It's such a simple thing. But like Emily was making fun of me because I'm kind of a gluttonous extrovert. And I really like, try, like my whole thing is I'm trying to generate joy. I'm looking around for joy. I chase it like chasing that dopamine. I want good vibes, you know. And when I'm low like this, hearing count your blessings just makes me mad because it's like. I don't like being this way, which is sad. I don't like it. I don't like feeling this way because who does? But I still have this very visceral response to someone being like, hey, cheer up. Get this perspective. And I'm like, ha, ha. I don't know why. I want that too. I think it's because I'm like, I want that too, fool. <laughs> of course I want that. Yeah. I'm not there yet. And like what we end up doing is we go into like, I mean, you could do retail therapy. You can eat. You can just turn inward. I, I, I'm like my, my innermost self wants to like go to a theme park and just be around people because I like it. But then I'm like, there's something holy about just being here and being bummed. Right. And remembering why you care about somebody and how that's that hurts mm-hmm. now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I am. I then have an aversion to this like, let me just shoo that away with remembering how embarrassingly rich well, I am. Part of what it does too, I think, is is that whole count your blessings movement or 
in the midst of grief or sorrow or pain is it communicates this message that life is all about being blessed or life is all about yeah. counting the good things and and the purpose of when people say that is it's it's trying to comfort it's trying to cheer someone up or remind them of the positive in life look look for you know is glass half empty or half full type of thing but but what it does too is it kind of says well really in life you you should have more things going that are good or happy or joyful than you do sad and sorrowful and i i don't know i think that that can be right. troubling because it it might communicate the wrong thing i think one of the things that we really or we've tried to value and lift up even here on this podcast is about authenticity. If you're feeling like you're lacking, if you're feeling sad, if you're grieving something, to quickly turn that around and say, oh, let's count your blessings and it'll cheer you up. It's not being authentic and true to how you're really feeling, right? You you have to balance that out. I mean, there's a time. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being grateful and 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 looking at the good things you have going on but if it's not really how you feel to try to medicate yourself to get through that sometimes doesn't give justice to when you just need to sit with how you're really feeling there's an authenticity to that that i think really needs to be at least sat with right and sometimes aren't the things that we're blessed by shouldn't they more embarrass us than be something that we want to like publish on social media it's kind of like you're I think of the, the blessed hashtag blessed. And I think about like our possessions and I'm thinking about myself as a, a white dude from the West, the United States. And I go to write blessed is what saying anyone who doesn't have the things I don't have are right. not blessed. And then it just feels like dirty gloating. Yeah. Like, look at me. I have an embarrassment of nice things. Golly, God loves me so right. much. Right. It's like, what are we doing? This seems almost nasty. Well, yeah. it can be it can be really idolatrous because what happens is people talk about blessing in in the form of like what you're talking about, Alex. Like, look what I have. Look, look at what is good in my life. And instead of recognizing that, look at everything God has provided and the way that God has equipped me to serve to bless the world. It's like, you know, when, when people post a picture of their new car on social media with the thing hashtag blessed or one free concert tickets the other day, hashtag blessed. It's like, OK, yeah, that could be a gift from God. All good things come from God. <laughs> but I don't know if you're using the word blessing in the correct way there <laughs> right. because like you're either blessed to be a blessing or you're, you're you know, it's just kind of like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And I don't think that's the well, point. Well, tell me all good things come from God. You said good things, though. What do you do? What do you what do we have to say about the fact that people who win the lottery generally face tons of family turmoil, crisis and money problems in their future? Like they've done documentaries and done research. The, the lottery was the worst thing that ever <laughs> happened to me. And I'm like, yeah. So was it a good thing that you have stuff? I mean, all of us could admit in certain capacities we're ill with want like Greed is sickening for us. We're sick with it. So I think all of us could probably make a pretty sane argument that we are in bondage to our possessions. Yeah. So we like them, but are they good things? And then if they're not good things, are they blessings or curses? And I think it comes down to what are they used for? And God seems to talk about blessings. I think about from like Abraham as he's alive 
he makes good relationships and he blesses all people he encounters. Right. Which is what I think a blessing is. I don't know. It'd be very different if someone got a new car and posted a picture. Maybe they got a big old minivan and they posted a picture that said hashtag blessed because I can take all the neighborhood kids to school <laughs> like or I can give people rides that need rides. <laughs> I'm like, a new bus. That, that's a li- I'm a little bit more OK with that. But that doesn't happen often. But it really funny. Today I went to Panera Bread to go uh, visit. Oh, Lauren got a coffee. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> to go visit someone from the church. And I was uh, checking out. I, I ordered a coffee and they scanned my Panera card. And the, the girl behind the counter was like, oh, my goodness. And I was like, what? She said, you have just won a free bagel every day for the rest of the month. And I was like, no way. Whoa. I never win anything. I never win anything. <sighs> I turned to the, the lady I was with and I was like, talk about daily bread. Hashtag blessed. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't post that. I didn't you post that. You just shouted that but to it was the like, world. It was so funny. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like Truly, honestly, what a blessing. I get a free bagel. So I ordered a cinnamon crunch bagel with honey walnut cream cheese. It was delicious. And, and I have to admit. A cupcake bagel, essentially. Oh gosh. I have been thinking about the rest of the month of August, I get a free bagel every day. That is amazing. I am so blessed to have free food every day this month. But, but. maybe I should give some of those bagels away. Maybe I should share yeah. the love. And so like right. the blessing isn't just for me. And that's that's the thing that I think with gratitude, we, we are a narcissistic self-focused culture where blessings are all about us. And getting real, and, you know, real. obviously the Christian message that that we put out there and we want to live into is that, you know, we we are called to serve and bless the world and everything we have has been given by God. And so it doesn't belong to us anyway. Right. You know, including my Panera bagels, even though I will enjoy a lot of them. I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee it. You're right. We talk about blessed to be a blessing. That that's the purpose of it all, right? I mean, that that not that you're blessed just because you have an abundance, but then you can turn around and do something with that. You can be a steward for whatever you have that can make a difference. I was thinking too about the beatitudes, and I was kind of looking at a little bit of that. Uh, a few of those up, you know, the beatitudes from Matthew: blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the those who mourn, the meek those who are hungry and thirsty, right? And you wonder how could they be blessed? And I think I think you guys are hitting on it right that we're about accumulating more things in our culture and we think that is the essence of what it means to be blessed when in fact if Jesus is saying, you know, blessed are are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who are mourning, blessed are you when you're sad and when you're hungry and when you're thirsting for peace and wanting peace and when you're persecuted, you don't know what it's like to accumulate things if you're feeling that way, that you can only find happiness in in not living a life that's centered on yourself. But when we find true relationship with our creator, then when we connect with one another in the community to support each other and be authentic together, and suddenly then we know a little bit more about what it means to be blessed, that it's not just to hoard all of my cinnamon crunch bagels, although I do love those too. In the definition of blessed here, which which would be way more nuanced if you're looking up biblical definition, but even just your standard dictionary definition of blessed is made holy. It's to be made holy. Yeah. To be made consecrated. Right. So this whole idea of blessing isn't 
that, that you have material goods, that you have things that are useful, yeah. purposeful, or bring enjoyment or pleasure into your life, to be blessed is to be made holy. So what does it mean for me to have free bagels every day this month? Well, it's an opportunity for me to be made holy and live out a holiness, maybe by sharing that with others. So totally different. Like your new Camaro doesn't make you holy. It doesn't mean, you know, you post the picture online, I got a new Camaro. I am made holy. No, 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 no. But aren't bagels inherently holy? Oh, oh. oh no, dad. Oh, dad <laughs> Kyle's <Sorry>. here. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Thanks, I couldn't dad help jokes. it. it hey, easy. kids. Uh, I'll be here all week, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> I, I think, though, that, that kind of sums up the issue. But I think... The holy thing helps because being holy, I would imagine, as we're kind of invited into this full communion with God as an expression of God's body, grateful is something we definitely are called to, to be so thankful about things, to consider and actually consider our blessings. But those things are the things that help us be the people God has made us to be, which is a blessing to the world, which is a reflection of mercy and peace. So maybe uh, maybe those journals, I don't know about journals, but maybe our blessed would uh, perhaps be times where we've been invited into a holy moment where the, the gifts that we have have been shared in a way that reflects the kind of love Jesus shows on a cross. I mean, that's, that's blessed. Mm-hmm. Blessed are those moments. What a difference it would take on to say like, because I definitely like I think about my daughter who's three years old and how she's blessed my life. Totally right. Yeah. Well, the initial thing I think when I think my daughter's blessed my life is that I I have enjoyed her presence and her her personality and the laughter. And it's been a blessing in that sense. But what, how would that change and be even richer if I thought it from the perspective? How has my daughter made me holy? How has my daughter blessed me yeah. in making me holy in learning what it means to be patient and to be kind and to be loving and to provide discipline and to do that in a way that is holy and pleasing to God? It's such a richer, deeper understanding of being blessed. And maybe that's what Paul talks about in Paul's writings when he talks about being in prison or suffering or being beaten, that that he has been made righteous through this. He has been blessed through his persecution, through his suffering. And I think he has that- gra- He has gratitude for that. Like, imagine gratitude for that transformation right. that I think nobody would have ever considered a blessing is going to jail. No. Well, yeah, and that, that blessing encourages him to continue to transform and to try to transform transform the world, right? And so then gratitude becomes not about sitting with all your stuff in your cozy culture. No, the, the gratitude and the blessing suddenly makes you want to change this world to look more like a kingdom of God that, you know, that we're waiting for. Maybe we should challenge our listeners today. So if you've been listening to this and you've been riding this wave, then maybe today the challenge for you is to find a way to, to be generous, to, to live an abundant life of, of sharing and serving others. Find a practical way to do it this week. And maybe we should do something fun. We, we should change the game up, at least on our social media. And if you have done sure. something, if you've done an act of generosity or hashtag it blessed um, and put it on our Facebook. But but please, please, please do not. 
post pictures of your big screen TV with the hashtag blessed. Like <laughs> find a way to, to bless someone, to serve someone, right. to to find a holy experience or, or better yet, even write us an email and let us know about it. And um, we'd love to hear. Yeah, we are grateful, very grateful for your emails because <laughs> they help us. Especially if you got some constructive criticism or some feedback, you're blessing this podcast to bless the world. We thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, any other thank? Yeah, thanks everybody. Any other uh, messages or anything? We're gonna wrap up. We got a big any thank yous out there? Um, thank you, um, thank you to the churches we serve. Maybe we have never done that. Yeah, thank you to the churches we serve. You know, we're all three pastors. We do this on our lunch yeah. breaks. Yeah, we- <laughs> This is not all we do. This yeah. is like a Monday or a Tuesday thing we do on our lunchtime. And and we thank you to those communities we serve. Calvary, Bread of Life, Prince of Peace. We love y'all. And, uh, and we think you're amazing congregations. And because of you, we are hashtag blessed. And I mean oh. that in the form oh. of we are, we are made holy through, through you because we have to learn to be loving and kind and forgiving because of all your problems. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, you, you're all, no. no. Oh, my goodness. I am totally that kidding. Turn. My Prince of Peace people are going to storm my door. No. <laughs> well, my Calvary people, and this is my experience, continue to challenge me oh. to and by showing me how they live it out, how they live out that gratitude and how they are trying to change the world and be more – make the world look more holy. So they convict and challenge me to keep changing. So I love that about them. Yeah, Prince of Peace definitely challenges yes. me to live and love like Jesus in a more – profound way every day that's right absolutely cool man yeah thanks everybody thanks for listening uh we'll be back next week with another episode hope the olympics were awesome and as always to hell with the hot dish to hell with the hot dish to hell with the hot dish oh man kyle's getting good at that Kyle wraps us up real tight, real tight.